Why do you want to fight? This is the fight game with Demond Cotton. Hey now. Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. I am your host, Damon Cotton, and I say it each and every week, but there is so much to talk about in the world of combat sports. Leon Rocky Edwards is still the undisputed champion of the world's weight division in the UFC. I mean, what an incredible fight, the trilogy that he had with Kamaru Usman. Oh, can't talk about that enough. A great card all around in London. Also, the WWE, the road to WrestleMania. Things just keep heating up, and we've got nothing but illustrious guests because the WWE, the road to WrestleMania, it's stopping through Las Vegas, and we've got WWE superstars that are going to be hyping up that show this Friday here in Vegas, but we'll get to that because, wait, there's more. Also, the PFL is going to be coming to Vegas as well. PFL 1, what I love about this, hey, you can say it's not the UFC, but I will tell you this. These guys, when you're fighting, the main prize is a million dollars if you win that PFL championship. What's better than that i love all the science that they have behind it the stats that they're showing you in real time as the fights are taking place and you can check out those fights on espn for free not not behind a paywall on espn plus so the guests today in just a few minutes we're going to be talking to bad man bubba jenkins from pfl he's going to be taking on chris wade pfl one april 1st at the virgin hotel i was there for the Marab Yan fight. And man, the, the, the Virgin, it's a great venue. Can't wait to check that out. Gonna have the uh, XFL in the day. But I'm gonna sneak, I'm gonna, as soon as I'm done with the XFL, I think that's gonna be my next stop to check out PFL1. Bubba Jenkins joining us around 12.05. And then the WWE, they came through big. We're gonna be talking to WWE superstar Xavier Woods. Talk to him. And but wait, there's more. Liv Morgan, the queen of extreme, going to be talking to her. But one more thing. Also, the one and only King Ricochet. Ricochet is going to be joining the show today, too. This is a stacked lineup. I mean, nothing but illustrious guests. So many to get into. So before we get to the guests, just let me give you my take away from UFC 286. Oh, my gosh. Leon Kamaru. Before the fight even started, where we have Kamaru, he walks across the octagon, gets in Leon's face, and all he does is just put his hand up, reminds him of the headshot, squeezes the trigger, squeezes the trigger. Leon fought a masterful fight. I mean, he was able to move laterally. He wasn't where Kamaru wanted him to be. Was able to show some great takedown defense. And even the third round when he grabbed the fence, hey, I say that's smart on Leon's part. Because he doesn't get the position back. And then, it, oh, you just take a point away. And I think that could have been around for some. Maybe you could have scored it for Leon. So for me, I did score the fight 47-47. I did have it a draw because of that fence grab. But I can't be mad at anyone who thinks, yeah, Leon won that. There was no robbery in this fight. There's no one that can say. Because for me, at best, you scored a draw. 
with Kamaru tie-in because of that fence grab in the third round, and you score that a 10-8. But man, 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 that maybe it was the London crowd, but Leon was undeniable on Saturday. And the co-main, Justin Gaethje, former guest of the show, I mean, got a win over Rafael Faziv. Now, Rafael, he's been on a heater. He's been on a tear in the UFC lightweight division. He's one of those guys when they said walk, his walkout to the octagon, this is his first UFC pay-per-view. I'm like, what? how is this his first pay-per-view? Because from seeing him at the apex, you know that this guy's going to be a superstar. This guy is just going to put on a show. And him and Gaethje, wow. What a fight. That fight of the night, without a doubt, two guys. I wish it was five rounds because they were just throwing hands for three for three rounds. Gaethje did secure a takedown. It's like, oh, well, you know, he's also showing the wrestling. We know that Gaethje can wrestle. He just doesn't like to. But just give me more of that. The lightweight division is stacked. The welterweight division is stacked. I mean, so many, the top of every division, maybe except heavyweight, in the UFC men's class, it's you name a fight, and it's going to be a good fight to make. We'll talk about that more, but man, let's jump into the conversation that I had with Bubba Jenkins. Let's get it on! Welcome back to the fight game, nothing but illustrious guests, and I'm pleased to introduce my next guest, Bubba Badman Jenkins, and you can see him at PFL 1 April 1st in Las Vegas at the Theater at the Virgin Hotels, a great space to watch MMA fights. Bubba, man, how you doing today? Man, be illustrious, be illustrious, man. I'm doing well, I'm doing great. Excited, you know. We have about two weeks out, a little, a little day or two more than two weeks. But man, I'm, I'm, ca- I'm making the days count. Um, I'm honestly still counting down the days until party night, so fight night, until <laughs> showtime. This is a, um, a rematch, so I'm, I'm, I'm super motivated, inspired to, to get this one back. This is a grudge match as well, so you know I couldn't be more excited and, and, and up for it. Yeah, you speak about this rematch with Chris Wade. He won that first fight by a decision. What do you think are some of the things that you're going to be able to work on and improve your game since that first fight? Oh, man, just showing up. You know, I wasn't in the right place mentally. I I barely showed up to practice, barely showed up to training. And, you know, I was just out and about uh, not managing my time wisely. You know, and it was just my first year in the TSL, kind of getting the understanding of the season. So, you know, and 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 no more excuses. He bested me that night. He mm-hmm. he was the better fighter. He was more conditioned. He was faster. He was stronger. And you know, I just been working on things that I could do better to just be at practice, to be at to be at training. You know, if I show up in the right shape, I show up in the, as the right Bubba, as the right bad man. But nobody can beat me. Yeah, Bubba, you've been in the PFL for two years now, since 2021. How is it getting used to the season structure in the PFL and getting used to it as opposed to, let's say, Bellator, where you competed before? Uh, it's a little bit difficult. Um, you know, the, the, the season is rigorous. It's a long, you know, we, we only have four fights, but they're back-to-back. And, you know, um, you you got to have performances that get you points big enough to make it to the playoffs. So, you know, there, it's a little bit different than other leagues where it's an event. You know, you know, our sport or our league, every fight matters, every fight counts, every round matters. Because if you don't, if you're not winning the first two rounds and you get a knockout in the sixth, you know, it's better than the guy who just, you know, won dominantly in the round. So, you know, it truly matters um, the the work you put in, the effort you put out on the fight night, and you know, it's a it's a professional fighters league. It is the sport of mixed martial arts for America. UFC is more of an Regular season, playoffs, championships, bonuses, very much like the NFL and, and NBA. 
Yeah, again, we're talking to Bubble Batman Jenkins here on the fight game on 1230, the game. Now, you made it to the final last season. What was that journey like as now you have that experience going into this season? Oh, it was a beautiful one. You know, I got a lot of experience. I I took a, a loss, you know, me coming up short for the championship mm-hmm. as Brandon Lockney went on to win the million dollars and his world championship, and he deserved it. You know, he, like I said, um, got the better of me on uh, Thanksgiving night, and I'm just looking to capitalize on the motivation that it takes to get to that championship. You know, not many people can stay as motivated or as hungry as I am. So, you know, for me to just keep coming back, putting the pressure on the rest of the guys in the tournament, it's going to be a beautiful thing for me when I finally get my hand raised for that championship. Yeah, you're working towards that championship, and you mentioned putting the pressure on people. With that wrestling background, how much of an advantage do you think that is? I know that some people, you know, everybody's working on their wrestling. Everybody's trying to have work on their takedown defense. But you have that NCAA champion pedigree. Do you think that sets you apart a little bit from the rest of the competition? Clearly it does. Most wrestlers in the game are the better fighters. Um, If you look at all the statistics, if you look at all the championships and where the belts come from, if you look from from the biggest guys like Kenny Velasquez back in the day all the way down to Henry Cejudo, I mean, they all come from a wrestling background. There are some guys who have broken the outlier and they're doing great, you know, some of the middle waves, 85, you know, those those guys, but... If you go from John Jones to Usman to the guys in our organization, tons and tons of wrestlers, and, and I believe the wrestling is the best discipline. You know, it helps you to understand the discipline and the limbs are being manipulated. It helps you get the takedown when you're being punched on. It helps you become more uh, more versatile when you actually do have strikes, and, and, and then you become more of an alligator that can swim in the water and on the land and just being either a land animal or a, sh- or a shark. You know, that's kind of how I see the mixed martial arts. The better the uh, mixing of the arts, uh, the better the animal. I'm glad. I, I like how you put it there, where you're talking about being a land animal and an animal in the water, where you got the combination of both with that wrestling background. Because it's always interesting to me, where you you know you can take the fight to the ground. Do you think that that's gonna? I'm not saying the advantage because I did watch the last fight, and you guys were both you know stuffing takedowns and having your way on the ground with each other. So it was almost a stalemate. So I want to take it back to this rematch. You got to be the best Bubba Jenkins that you can be. But what are some of the, the the aspects that you think that you got to be at that at that best. I really want to break down this rematch here, this grudge match with Chris Wade some more. Well, I got to be a better striker. You know, it, it starts with one being better uh, mentally than I, I was when we did the last time. I showed up to fight week not being ready to win that fight at no point during Going there, be the bad man that we are. Uh, really focus on the striking that you know we capitalized on last time. Um, I believe he's a better striker this time around, but we were even better then than he was now, and so we can really try to implement that and step on that as a as a as an advantage. Again, we're talking to Bubba Batman Jenkins here on the fight game. And now this fight is going to be taking place in Vegas. You now call Vegas home. Do you feel a little bit of a home court advantage when you fight in Vegas? Absolutely, 100%. I want everybody and their mom and their sister and their cousin and their sister-in-law <laughs> to come out for the fight, man. I'm excited that it is finally home. We've been traveling. We've been going to London, Atlanta, Dallas, and all these other places. It's finally, it's finally awesome to bring the fight night back to the fight capital, the fight state, and and really put on an entertaining show for the fight entertainment capital of the world. So I'm excited that it's Vegas. I'm excited it's Virgin Hotel, sleep in my own bed, mess with my own doctors, get my own masseuse, 
and eat my own food when it's time to go. So I'm excited. Yeah, that that matters so much to me. Like you said, man, sleep in your own bed. But for me, the training, when you can just train and go home and know that leading up to the fight week that you're just going to be there. So how much has this camp been with the team, like just knowing that you're not going to have to travel after the actual week of the fight? And are you getting it, like, is it is it helping you prepare even more knowing that it's in Vegas with the team? No, not any, any preparation. It just gives you that sense of comfort, you know. You prepare for war and pray for peace, you know. And the peace is, you know, everybody coming out, everybody in the night's going the way you want it, and, you know, you're doing all the amazing things. But truth be told, you know, you're prepared for anything that can go astray, anything that can go wild, you know, um, with me losing in the championship or with me learning in the championship last year. I saw many places where my composure and my emotions didn't allow me to be the fighter I needed to be. It allowed me to be entertaining, but it didn't allow me to win. And I just got to stay in that place where I can stay composed no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening. The calmness of the crowd or the, the wildness of the crowd, nonetheless, I'm unmoved and I'm, and I'm still footed. Yeah, 145, I think that it's one of the more exciting divisions in the sport right now. So what do you think about the competition? I know you can't look past Chris Wade, and you did make it to the finals last season. So what do you think about this 145 division in the PFL? Man, 11-11, first of all. But also, I think the um, 145 division is some of the most stacked weight classes Um in all of sports, if you look at, you know, the maybe the jiu-jitsu worlds and things like that around the 150-pound weight class, if you look at the NCAA tournament around the 150-something pound weight class, you're talking about some of the most intelligent, some of the best athletes, some of the fastest and strongest all combined, because if you're anything bigger, you're sometimes in the league. If you're anything smaller, it's all about speed. If you're, if you're right in the middle, it's a good combination of athleticism. You get some of those big heavyweights, they're not going to be as athletic as some of the other guys. And from, from in our weight class, from 1 to 10, you know, the top 1 guy to the 10th guy, you know, we're pretty all similarly athletic, all similarly fast, all similarly strong. So it takes a, a special mind to break through at that average size of a man, that 5'9", 150-something. You know, anybody older than that or anybody bigger than that is usually taller, you know, in the league or, you know, things like that. So I believe... You know, that, that's the man's weight. You know, every other weight is a different weight. You can get different sizes. But 145 is the average size of, you know, the grown man. And I believe, you know, with, with cutting weight and working out, that's the weight class that most men would be. And that's why I feel like some of the tougher and harder weight classes and, 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 and harder times to repeat are at those weight classes. You see heavyweights repeating and back-to-back all the time. You know, it's just much harder at the smaller weights, um, even though, you know, there are some tough and legendary fighters. It depends. When you see legendary fighters, you see the fighters who do repeat at our weight classes, but they're some of the greatest of all time. Thank you so much, Bubba Badman Jenkins. Before I let you go, let everybody know where they can catch the fight, and thank you so much for joining me on the fight game. No problem, man. You can catch the fight on ESPN. You can catch the fight ESPN Plus. You can catch the fight at the Virgin Hotel. Put in code BZINK. And you can get to, your, oh, well, you can help your boy see the children that I have. Uh, but, no, honestly, <laughs> man, you can find me anywhere. I'm humble. I'm easy to reach. Um, Badman Jenkins on MMA on Instagram and Twitter. Um, very easy, very homegrown. Let's get this going, baby. 757, stand up for the Virginia guy. But let's bring it to the new Vegas. Thank you so much. Representing that 702, too. I, I appreciate you. All right, buddy. Appreciate that. 
And once again, that was Batman Bubba Jenkins, and he's going to be taking on Chris Wade at PFL 1, live from the theater at Virgin Hotels, April 1st. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to WWE superstar Xavier Woods right here on The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game with Damon Cotton. I'm pleased to introduce my next guest, a multiple-time tag team champion in the WWE, the creator of the Up, Up, Down, Down YouTube channel. You can follow him at Austin Creed Wins, and you can see him on March 24th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena here in Las Vegas for WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Xavier Woods, welcome to the fight game. Hey, I've got to uh -oh. ask you. I've got to ask you. I've got to say, I'm sorry. Amazing entrance. Thank oh. you. Thank you for the introduction. I appreciate that. Oh, man, I've got to let you know, this is some, this is one of those bucket list interviews for me. Back in my days when I tried to, when I tried my hand in professional wrestling, me being a shorter, buff black guy, people would say, you remind me of Xavier Woods. And there we go. And it's thank you for the compliment, because one of those guys where that's a big compliment for me. So I'll let you know, whereas for me, when, when I was trying my hand in pro wrestling, everyone would always say, hey, man, you remind me of Xavier Woods. Well, I'm 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 glad I I'm I'm hope first of all I'm glad that that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and second, uh, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm trying out here, man. Trying to try to get all of us in there. <laughs> all right, so with WrestleMania season, you know, rolling, it's right around the corner. You know, it's the biggest show of all. I'm trying to let me see if this makes sense to you. I'm trying to see where I can book you for WrestleMania in my fantasy booking. Two former Vegas guys, L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross, that fatal five way match that happened this past. Friday night on SmackDown, you know, they were really, you know, giving you the business. I'm just going to say it. So what are you thinking about maybe a triple threat? You, you know, you, L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross at WrestleMania. I mean, we could definitely do that. I would, I would not say no to that because that's, <laughs> let's be honest, that's not the win for your boy. That's the win for your boy. <laughs> um, but uh, those are two guys who have been able to do a lot in their careers, traveling around the world, winning multiple titles in multiple places. Um, and so being able to be a part of, uh, essentially their first WrestleMania matches would be really cool. Yeah. For you as WrestleMania is coming around and it is the biggest show with SmackDown coming up. So what is it like at back there at WWE with everybody jockeying to get on the big show? It's wild. And it's, you know what? You would think that it would have, uh, uh, calmed down a little bit because WrestleMania is two days now, you know? But it's only made it more intense because then everybody's trying to get more and more. Because, as you know, WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. Uh, the most people are going to be there. The fact that it's out in Hollywood this year. I feel like Mania every single year starts, like, tops itself. And I never understand how it occurs. But uh, this year is literally no different, um, especially with the huge main event. We've got Cody versus Roman. And you're talking about where to put me in your fantasy booking is you put me in a Money in the Bank match on Saturday, and then I come and I cash in Saturday night. After that match ends, then I become world champion. So there you go. That's a, that's a freebie. <laughs> I love that you've got your fantasy book in even better. I mean, hey, man, that's, I didn't even think about that. Money in the Bank, you cash in same night. Look at that again. We're talking to Xavier Woods here on the fight game. Now with you having the Up Up Down channel, I want to ask you about anime in particular. Is there a certain anime that you can watch and then maybe say, hey, I'm going to take that and put it into my moveset? Pretty much all of them, <laughs> you know? but uh, one one that I have have been waiting to put in because I have to figure out the best way to do it is uh, my favorite anime is Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm -hmm. 
And so I got to figure out a way to put the spirit gun in there in a way that, 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 that makes sense and does some damage. So I just need some more time with my sensei in the dojo and we'll be good. But, um, Ajime no Ippo, if you don't know that, that's a boxing anime. There's a ton of stuff in there that I regularly take from and add to my repertoire. Uh, so anime is a, is a huge, uh, huge factor and stuff like that. And I actually just saw something. I didn't read the article, so I can't speak on it a bunch, but I saw the headline that uh, Michael B. Jordan used anime as a big inspiration for some of the fight scenes in this in Creed 3. Oh, yes. If you haven't seen it, I, you got to check it out. Just for the final fight scene alone, where it's almost um, that Naruto where Obito and Kakashi, that, that fight scene where, where you see them as kids <clears throat> and also as adults, and they're blocking it out. And ah, don't tell me, 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 don't tell me. All right, not going to spoil any more for you, but yes, Michael B. Jordan, he, he, he put his foot in it. When he said there's some anime influences, he definitely did. And if you and if you got the, obviously you do, you have the anime trained eye, you'll be able to see where he got his influences from on yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I can't recommend that movie enough. Hey. Yeah, I, obviously the Rocky series is extremely important to me. And when they were coming out with the first Creed, I was mad. I was like, no, I, I've been putting on work on the Creed name. Like, I'm going to be Creed so bad. Then I watch it like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is the man. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, and Jonathan Majors in this movie, where you almost root for him a little bit, where this guy, he's menacing. Where some, sometimes he's like, oh, is the bad guy, is he that believable? He's believable as the bad guy. Yeah, that's what I want. And I'm legit. So uh, I'm just trying, for me personally, I'm just trying to get a role as the son of Clever Lang. That's it. <laughs> Could you give me your best imperson- impersonation, your best impression of Mr. T as Clubber Lang? How would you oh. bring to the role as the son? Well, see, the thing is, I'd be completely different. Oh, okay. Because as Mr. T, as, as Clubber Lang's son, as a guy who watched his dad fight so hard to become world champion, then lose it all in one night to never fight again, you're telling me we never heard from Clubber Lang in any of these Rocky movies ever again? Why? Because he had problems, and I had to deal with problems. So in spite of in spite of my father, Clever Lang, now I'm coming after Creed because I can't come after Rocky anymore. Man, it writes itself. Creed 4. Clever Lang's son. I'm telling you. <laughs> Again, we're talking to Xavier Woods here on the fight game. WWE 2K23, it's out. Is this one of the better of the 2K series? Because for me, when I stopped playing my PlayStation, because all I would do is buy, I couldn't justify having a PlayStation and only having two games, WWE 2K and NBA 2K. The only things I would ever play. Is this the one that, that I need to go out and get a PlayStation 5 to continue playing WWE 2K? I would say yes. And I'm going to say it for a couple of reasons. First reason is because I'm literally playing it right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through my moveset and making sure everything's fine-tuned for King Woods. Um, no, it's, it's very fun. Um, I feel like uh, there was a time where the WWE wrestling games lost a little bit of what made them so good when they first started turning them out, you know? Um, and, and, and I feel like the step that they took with last year's game was fantastic. They did such a good job creating a base, you know? But they had to build that all from scratch, I believe. And so now with this one, they know where the code is. They know where, where, where all the stuff sits. It's all their, their information. And now they're able to build on that foundation. And this game, from everything that I've seen and played in it, I've been, I got it, what, two days ago? I've been running through the Cena Showcase, doing the Creator Wrestler, all that stuff. I am in love with this game. 
And that's not like a, I work for them, I'll shill it. You know <laughs> for a fact that I will not shill it when I don't like it. But this game is freaking awesome. I highly recommend that you go get your PS5, that you go pick up this game. This is one of those, like, you remember when, um, uh, uh, when Spider-Man came out from PlayStation? People yes. were like, oh, I'm getting a PS5 for Spider-Man. Like, this, this feels like that to me. This feels like one of those games, like you said, like, oh, people will get a PS5 just to play this game. It's that fun. What's the most underrated wrestling game in your opinion? Hmm. Probably, not probably, definitely Rumble Roses. Okay, hold on. Um, tell me about that. Tell me more about that one. So Rumble Roses was an all-female, like, Japanese anime-inspired wrestling game. Um, it was a little extra. It was, it was a little extra. There were some, uh, some not-too-PC things that were in it if we wipe those out then it's fine and we can play it now but uh the mechanics for the game and some of the things that you could do like everybody had certain maneuvers obviously because it's a wrestling game but you could build up a meter and then you had an embarrassing move that you could do to them that would mess up their momentum when you did the move to them and was just visually embarrassing like there were some really good things about that game that if they implemented them in other wrestling games oh oh it would be chef's kiss all right, I'm checking it out right now, Rumble Roses. I'm going to maybe see if someone's got some YouTube footage of it up because I don't know where I'm going to find a PlayStation 2. Again, we're talking to Xavier Woods here on the fight game on 1230 The Game. So with SmackDown coming to Vegas, is Vegas one of those cities that it's it's exciting every time you come? I know the WWE, you're all over. You guys are worldwide. But is Vegas a special city to come to? Yeah, Vegas is always a good time because obviously uh, being the you – know, one of those cities that, that never sleeps, always constantly going. There's people coming in from different locations all over the world at all times. Um, it always definitely is an energy that you can feel that it's a, that it's a melting pot when we're there. Um, every, every city has its own energy, and Vegas energy is like, I know it's just very, it's very raw and real, you know. So coming to Vegas is always a good time for us. All right, and am I going to see you at the Nerd after the show? Oh, of course. Of course. Every time. All right. Xavier Woods, before I let you go, what else do you have coming up for the people? What do you want the fans to know about what's going on in the life of Xavier Woods? Oh, so it's it's interesting because there's so many things going on in the life. I want to know them all. I want to know them all. Okay. So, uh, obviously, WrestleMania coming up. We're figuring out what's going on there. Um, We have... Uh, up up down down content coming out constantly uh one of the traits that i'm working on to try to get some sort of music stuff going is uh learning how to play the bass so i've been doing that started during the pandemic we're two years deep now getting in and uh might be in no time soon but working on making some 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 music so just uh continuing to to stretch the boundaries and try to find skills that we can we can elevate and actually make something out of um so, so there's there's a there's a lot there's a lot coming there's a lot coming. We got OPAC East is coming up uh, at the end of March, I believe. So I'll be there playing Dungeons and Dragons with Acquisitions Incorporated, um, and then there's some stuff I can't talk about. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. 
You are one of the most fascinating people in all of wrestling. I feel like I could talk to you for another 20 minutes about you talk. You're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. I tried to get into a D&D club a couple of years ago, and it just didn't work out. It was like, oh, what time are you guys meeting? It was actually a work thing. Everybody made their characters here at the radio station, and we were looking for a dungeon master. And then after like a month, we all just kind of dropped it. But for a couple of weeks, I was really excited about, hey, we're going to have a work Dungeons and Dragon crew. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you guys can get it going. I think I'll have a lot of fun. All right, I'll try. I'll, I'll see. I'll see if we can get that back going. But Xavier Woods, thank you so much for joining me here on the fight game today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And when we come back, you'll hear the conversation I had with the Queen of Extreme, Liv Morgan. This is the fight game on twelve thirty. The game. Welcome back to the fight game. My next guest is a former WWE Women's Champion. You can see her on Friday Night SmackDown, which is coming to Las Vegas Friday, March 24th. Liv Morgan, thank you for joining me on The Fight Game. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Now, you went wild in the last Elimination Chamber match. How do you continue <laughs> to up the ante in these big matches? Um, well, I kind of had to been myself this little self-proclaimed moniker, the queen of extreme. So essentially, I'm ready to go and raise the stakes every single time I get an opportunity. And so a match like Elimination Chamber, there's so many factors. One, it's probably the most dangerous structure that's ever formed into existence. I have five other women that are competing for the same thing that I am. So it's just like, what can I do to go the extra mile? What can I do that maybe the others aren't willing to do. And so that's kind of where I try to put my, my head space at. Now, you called yourself the queen of extreme. What is, how extreme are you willing to go in matches? Because sometimes I'm looking like, oh, my gosh, the bumps that you're taking and some of the things where, hey, <laughs> it's like, man, you've got to have guts to do some of the things that you do in the ring. So what are maybe some of the dream matches or stipulations that you have out there? And how far are you willing to go in the ring? I want to do it all, honestly. I want to do whatever the company would allow me to do. I have no no's. <laughs> I would essentially <laughs> be down and say yes to do anything that they could throw in front of me. I mean, I would love to have a TLC match. I would love to be in a Hell in a Cell, a steel cage. Um, I, I love a good street fight. I've been doing a couple of those. Um, <laughs> I just, I just love what reminded me of why I fell in love with wrestling growing up. I love the stipulations. I love the, the hardcore. I love the action. And so it, it just gets me excited. Again, we're talking to Liv Morgan here on The Fight Game. Now, you're huge on social media. How much does that help you grow your fan base within WWE? Oh, so, 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 so much. My fans are so amazing, and they've been on this journey with me from my very, very, very first day, and um, I feel like they have a huge part in my success. Um, we are coming back to Vegas, and that is when I won Money the Bank and cashed in to become SmackDown Women's Champion right there in Las Vegas, and the fans, the reaction, um, they're with me every single step of the way, and they made everything so much sweeter. Oh, man, I love that answer because something that I was going to ask you about is how special is a Vegas crowd to you? But that's a good answer there. I love it. Yes, now. Oh, my gosh. I get so excited every time I get to go. I've been there once before. Um, one time after, I won the title. And I remember just feeling like, wow, this feels nostalgic. It feels like a weird kind of home to me. Um, 
I will forever feel indebted to Las Vegas, the WWE Universe, for sharing that moment with me. It's the most special day of my whole entire life. Oh, man, that's great to hear, man. Vegas is going to love to have you back next week when SmackDown comes to town. And the journey to WrestleMania, <laughs> how has that been? I know WrestleMania, it's two nights now. What's that journey to WrestleMania like? Because I know everybody wants a spot on the biggest card of the year. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania is essentially like our version of the Super Bowl. And so we all compete all year long to hopefully be on the WrestleMania card or to secure a spot on WrestleMania. And it is two days now because the show is just that damn good. We can't do it all in one day. <laughs> we need to have two days. Um, in LA this year, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. And I'm still trying to finesse my way <laughs> onto that <laughs> card. There's still, there's still a little bit of time. Now, with you, you've got a lot of horror movie influences. How much of horror movies can you fit inside this character that you're now presenting inside WWE? Ooh, I feel like right now it's very like, um, you don't know if I am going to, like, give you a bouquet of flowers or, like, we throw it out. <laughs> I feel like true, true scary movie horror live that has not been, um, that hasn't been channeled yet. We haven't had to use that energy. I'm still very much um, a good guy with good intentions. But I do like to get cheeky every now and then. I might surprise you. Okay, I love surprises. And what could we expect from the gear? Because you always got some good movie-inspired gear. What's the one gear that you maybe look at that movie? How can I work that into my gear? Ooh, so I, I'm kind of looking into, like, a Pamela-inspired um, look. And I don't know how I would do that. I keep thinking, like, Red Bikini. And I'm like, no, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Um, but she just is iconic and... Um, especially right now with our documentaries and with WrestleMania being in Los Angeles. I would love if I get included on the card to do some kind of ode to the beautiful Miss Pamela Anderson. I just don't know how I'm going to do it yet. But if you have any ideas, I would love to hear because I am open for a collaboration because I genuinely have no <laughs> idea what I do. I'm so glad you asked for my opinion because I was going to go bar barbed wire. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's an underrated movie, Barbed Wire. So, I mean, and if people listening, if you haven't seen it, I'd suggest you check it out, Pamela Anderson. She's great in it. So that'd be my opinion. If she's the WrestleMania gear, Pamela Anderson tie-in, Barbed Wire. Ooh, I'm glad that we kind of on the same page there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking to Liv Morgan here on The Fight Game. Now, something that I want to ask you about, because I know you're a big fan as well, where does a Jersey Shore Ooh. cameo rank in all of the things you've done outside of WWE? Oh, my gosh. Um, it, you know, it's pretty high up there, and now even higher now that Sammy is going to return back for this season. Have you heard that? Yes, I've seen the picture, like, when they tweeted it out. I've been waiting for Sammy to come back. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see how she mixes it up. To be honest, I haven't watched um, since they've done, like, the reunion, you know? Mm -hmm. um, same, I did do same. that cameo, which I grew up watching Jersey, Jersey Shore, so it was, you know, from New Jersey. Being from New Jersey was huge. And so to have a little cameo on the show is very funny. They were all very nice. Um, we were at Stanford Food and Wine Festival. Um, had a great day that day. They were cool. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, growing up, because we're around the same age, so when I was growing up watching Jersey Shore, I used to think, oh, these guys are the coolest. And now it's like... Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> huge. It, it, like, took over. That show took over. Is it authentic to Jersey life at all? Um, yes, I, um, a little bit, not like 
I feel like when people think Jersey Shore, they think that's what all of New Jersey is. It's like a, just a very specific part of New Jersey. She said Heights, you know, specifically around like spring break or summertime, you know, but everywhere else in Jersey, it's pretty low-key. All right. And you also have the Wonderland Ranch. So what's the most rewarding and frustrating part of farm life? Um, the most rewarding is definitely being surrounded by the animals and watching them thrive, like knowing that they're happy. Like my chickens lay eggs every single day, no matter what. And so to me, I'm just like, yeah, they're happy and they're healthy and they're well taken care of. I don't like technically farm. It's more like an animal sanctuary. Like I don't, I don't like dairy. I don't eat eggs. So all the animals, the cows, again, the pig, they pretty much are just there to just live with me and thrive. <laughs> so I, I really love just um, being around them and just feeling their pure energy. And I think the, the thing I struggle with most with having animals is probably just like the unfortunate, you know, deaths that happen. <laughs> I don't mean to get like all sad. But, um, you know, uh, things, things happen when you are taking care of multiple, multiple animals, like just a cycle of life. I've had a couple of my chickens be attacked, and I, I take it so hard. It's so hard to um, recover from that, which for me, I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, maybe this isn't cut out. Maybe I'm not cut out for this life if I can't handle, you know, a hawk attack. But it, it, it sucks, but I love all the animals so much. Oh, no, what you're doing, it's awesome. I like how you said an animal sanctuary. That's that's even so much more important yeah. to give these animals a place. Yeah, it's definitely not a farm. It's, it's just, I just let the animals just grow and thrive, and I just watch them and take care of them, and it just gives me such a peace. So, yeah, anytime something happens to one of them, um, I take it really hard. Man, Liv Morgan, WWE superstar, what can't you do? <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, there's there's tons of things I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So something else I've got to ask you about getting I back. I can't beat Harry Potter. You can't. I'm stuck. Are you playing Harry Potter? No. Here's the thing. Where with me, when it comes to like those big world games, I, I I can play it. I haven't gotten it yet because I know I'd play it for a day and I'd be super into it and I'd forget I even bought it. No, it's so, so good. It was keeping me up at night the first couple of days. I just was playing nonstop, and then I'd leave for work, and I'd be having, like, anxiety. I'm like, I just want to play the game. <laughs> All right, so give me the sell, because I've seen a couple of clips, you know, just on Twitter, but give me the sell of the game. Do I get to create my own wizard? What am I doing? You create your own wizard from, like, head to toe, and um, it's pretty much like if you could create a game for a Harry Potter fan, I feel like this is it. You're just a student running around loose in Hogwarts. There's side quests. There's four in the castle. You're flying on your broom. You're fighting. You're learning spells. It's just like the ultimate Harry Potter gaming experience, I feel like. I love it. And which house are you in? Gryffindor! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks that they're Gryffindor, so I've got to get the game now to see where I'd be. Where I'd be. <laughs> Does the sorting hat do it what or do you, you get to be? pick? Man, I because everyone wants to say Gryffindor because they want to be heroic, but I think I'm more of a Hufflepuff person. <laughs> well, oh, I respect that. And, um, you know, I was down to be in any house, so you, you have to answer, like, um, a series of questions and the sorting hat sorts you into your house. And so I just answered honestly, and it was Gryffindor, <laughs> so I took it. But I was, I was down to be a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. Okay, one thing I want to ask you, getting back to the ring, is what are some dream matches for you? Who are you looking at as, like, the opponents that you want to mix it up with? Or or is it just your focus on getting your title back? 
Um, long term, I'm focused on getting my title back. I mean, I, I loved being champion. I loved having that championship more than anything. It was, um, it was a true, true, true prize to me, and I treated it as such. Um, um, I feel like I, I, I would love to mix it up some more with Bianca Belair. I, I love working with Rhea Ripley, even though I hate her. I feel like I have some unfinished business with Charlotte Flair. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much down and ready and willing to wrestle anyone that wants to wrestle me. <laughs> I, I love what I do so much, and I'm, I'm always ready to go. But my long-term plans are definitely to, to get my baby back and to become two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. All right, Liv Morgan, before I let you go, anything else you want to let the people know, whether whether it be Harry Potter, come check out SmackDown. What do you want to tell people before I let you go? Yes, we have SmackDown, March 24th, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Tickets start at $20 and are available on AXS.com. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal event planned, so come and watch us. Bring your family, bring your kids, bring your dog, uncle, your cousin. (laughs) Everyone is included and welcome to a WWE show. Honestly, I don't think we can have a dog, though, but you can bring everyone (laughs) in your family. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on the fight game. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day. But wait, there's more. Don't go anywhere. Ricochet is going to be closing out the show here on the fight game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to the fight game. I'm pleased to introduce my next guest, WWE superstar, the one and only, the highlight of the night, Ricochet. And you can catch him out this Friday for Friday Night SmackDown. I got to jump right into it, man. You're going to be on the WrestleMania card in that fatal four-way tag team match. You and your tag team partner, Braun Strowman, the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. What's that feeling like when you know that you're going to be on the WrestleMania card? Uh, how do I answer this? I guess I'd say, obviously, it feels great to be on WrestleMania. But it's like, you know, it should have been on WrestleMania years ago, but it's just not that good. However, now we got me and Braun Strowman in the same team on WrestleMania. I mean, my first WrestleMania I did in 2019 mm-hmm. was a tag match as well, which uh, Alistair and myself didn't really pull through, but hopefully this time, Ron Strowman and myself can pull out the victory. And you mentioned how good you are. I mean, Monday night you put that on display once again, yourself and Chad Gable in that singles match. Do you think that sometimes when it comes to the grabs, the chain wrestling, that people underestimate how good you really are? Honestly, I think when it comes to every aspect of the, of wrestling, mm-hmm. people underestimate me just because I'm not Seamus' size, or I'm not Drew's size, or I'm not Bobby's size. So I literally, and I... I don't really get the time to go out there and tell everybody how good I am. I don't get the time to go out there and have the microphone for five minutes. And I don't get the time to go out there and really tell an entire story. I don't get the bells and whistles. And I don't get the entrance music. And I don't get the lights. And I don't get the pyro. And I don't get any of that. However, every single time that I step through that curtain, every single time that I step in that 20 by 20, people are always cheering Ricochet. People are always excited to see me. And every time that they see me, people get up out their seats. So, I think that just shows you a little example of what 
Ricochet brings to the table. And then on top of that, you add a seven-foot tall, 330-pound monster of all monsters by my side, who, again, every time he steps through, people are going to get up out their seat. Every time he gets in the ring, every time people are going to get excited. So I think if you add Braun and myself in that concoction, I I just don't think there's a team out there. I don't think there's people out there who can compete. And on Monday, it's unfortunate, but Chad Gable had to realize how good I am. Again, we're talking to WWE superstar Ricochet here on the fight game on 1230 The Game. Something I want to ask you about, because I'm curious what your thoughts are. If someone wanted to see that one Ricochet match that's, hey, this is going to blow their mind, what would you say that match is? <laughs> Again, it's like a trick question. You <laughs> I know, literally put I know. on any Ricochet match against literally anybody, and you're going to be like, wow, that dude's, that dude's awesome. That's the thing. Like, It doesn't have to be a specific person. It could literally be... A pay-per-view match that's 30 minutes with Ricochet in it, or it could be Friday Night SmackDown, a match that's five minutes, it's gone. People are going to be like, wow, that was awesome. Ricochet's great. But if I had to pick... Um, I think... Myself... Versus Santos Escobar in the finals of the World Cup was good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, any of my NXT stuff, me and Velveteen Dream, me and Adam Cole, the six-man ladder match, me and Alistair versus Viking Raiders, me versus Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. I mean... The list goes Honestly, on and on. T- go into YouTube and type in Ricochet and like literally pick something, and people are going to be like, oh, this guy's awesome. I mean, without a doubt, man, you are one of the most exciting wrestlers in WWE. I mean, I love the new T-shirt, the highlight of the night, where it's like, it's true, because everything you do is going to, no matter what match you have, no matter how much time you have, it's going to be something that's on Twitter, where it was, look at what Ricochet did tonight. And I think... Every single week. And it's hard, and it's hard to have those moments, but you do it every time you're in the ring. Is it something that just comes natural, or you're j- or when you go out there... You just know that it's going to happen for you. That you're going to have that moment. That I'm not. I can't even curse on my own show, but the holy, holy moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm an I'm I'm an adrenaline junkie myself. I enjoy the rush myself. So if I can give that feeling to you guys in any way. If I can replicate replicate that feeling for you guys that adrenaline pumping blood pumping get up out your seat feeling that's what i want to do and it's not something that i, I mean i guess i do and subconsciously intentionally mm-hmm. go into every match wanting to be the highlight of the night however it's kind of a natural thing that just happens because when you do it you're just doing it you're not really when you're out there, you're trying to get the win, you know what I mean? But you're trying yeah, to get the win in your way. In my way, Ricochet's way is different than the way Drew McIntyre would get a win. Ricochet's way is different than how Bobby Lashley gets a win. Ricochet's way is different than how Brock Lesnar gets a win or almost gets a win, you know. But just because those guys are stronger than me, don't mean those guys have more skill than me. You know what I mean? Those guys aren't as skilled as I am. And so that's what I use. I use my skills 
in the ring, but that also for the fans is exciting. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. I know what you mean. Something else I want to talk to you about is anime because I know that you're big into anime. Oh, yeah. Is there a specific show or even a scene that you've tried to replicate in the ring? I, uh, not even necessarily a scene, but when I'm in the ring, I do think, like, you'll hear me, like, talking to myself or something because I'm trying to say, like, I'll tell myself, like, come on, Ricochet, come on, Ricochet, come on, Ricochet. And, um, I take characters like like a Spider-Man or a, mm-hmm. a Deku or an All Might or a, you know what I mean, anybody, a Goku, a Jiraiya Sensei, like, <laughs> you know, like, I just try to think, like, they would keep going. You know, Goku, he'll get beat up, but then he's like, no, nah, this ain't what I'm about, and he'll keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that never give up attitude, it's that that you know put one foot in front of the other and it's not about how much you can give it's about how much you can like rocky said it's not how much you can give it's how much you can take and keep moving forward because that's how winning's done and ricochet you know he can take some damage he's durable he's resilient and he's always going to try to come out on the end to show everybody that anything is possible and you don't got to be 300 pounds to be successful right mysterio he's going in the hall of fame He's shown that you don't got to be 300 pounds to be successful, and I'm, I'm right there with him, and I think I'm going to show or continue that legacy of showing people that this isn't just the land of giants anymore. The giants are now five foot nine. The giants are now 200 pounds. You know, the giants aren't 300 pounds anymore. Yeah, it's exactly what you said, man, where you are one of those guys where you are the heir apparent to Rey Mysterio in my eyes when it comes to there's nothing in ring that you can't do, and even when you're matched up against taller opponents, bigger opponents, you still have that, I'd say, the advantage because you are Absolutely. so you are so skilled. So for me, when it comes to the training that you put in, how, did, how does the training for you go when it comes to not like just inside the gym, but inside the ring? What are you working on to continue to perfect your craft? I mean, luckily for me, I'm in the ring three to four times a week with the best in the world, you know, whether that's the Chad Gables or whether that's the Viking Raiders or the Usos or, you know, whomever that is. Luckily, I get to be in the ring every week, three, three to four times a week, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Monday even, you know, we're doing this. So that helps me with the training as far as wrestling goes. I get to always, you know, on my craft, on my skills, I'm out there with some of the best. So I'm doing research. I'm, you know, studying too. I'm watching. I'm watching tapes. I'm watching Uso films. I'm watching, you know what I mean, Viking films. And with especially with this week, uh, with WrestleMania coming up, you got Street Profits, Alpha Academy, all those guys. You know, they're on Raw. They're on SmackDown a lot. So I'm watching those guys, seeing what those guys do, just so I can always stay on top of it. Just so I always have a counter. Just so I always have some a way out of something. You know what I mean? That's why if I'm in a position, I know, oh, I've seen this before. I know how to get out of it. That's what Ricochet always does. But then as far as the training, as the weights go, like, I mean, I posted videos. I, I, I stick to more of strength training because, again, when you're in there and you're trying to pick up, you're trying to pick up these 300-pound dudes, you got to be able to pick up 300 pounds, you know what I mean? So as far as the strength training goes, I stick to kind of strength. 
isolation bodybuilding training. But, I mean, I also, I stretch a lot. I do the sauna a lot. I do cardio a lot. I, at the house, I got a Theragun. I'm using that on my hips, using that on my, my, my thighs, using that on everything that I can just to stay limber, just to stay fresh. Because, again, man, being my size in this world, you got to be, I feel like I'm Nightwing. <laughs> Something I got to ask you about because you did say that you love an adrenaline rush. What's the scariest thing you've done outside the ring? Outside the ring, I uh, I went skydiving a couple of times, and that thing, man, that's like an adrenaline rush like no other. Uh, I went a couple of times where we got to, like, do a barrel roll out of the plane, and we got to do a front flip out of the plane one time. And That's pretty, that's probably the most adrenaline rush I've, I've had outside the ring. Yeah, I've done the skydiving thing once, and I said once just to say I've done it, and th- th- never again. <laughs> Never again. It's like hey, I did it once, and that, that, you know, just for the experience, and that's all you I need. My man. feet got back on the ground. <laughs> they not leaving again. Never again, man. I'm not trying to take up too much of your time, but I do want to ask you this Friday, Friday night SmackDown, Las Vegas MGM Grand Garden Arena. What is Vegas to you as a city to come to perform in Vegas? Do you have any special memories in your career in Vegas? Um, actually, I I I just moved to Vegas last year. Oh wow. Yeah, so moved to Vegas last year. Uh, I didn't really know how I was going to take to it because I I lived in Kentucky most of my life, and then I lived in Florida for like eight years. So uh, moving out west, I didn't know how I was going to take to it. But man, I really love Vegas. I love uh, the scenery. You can look up, you see the mountains in the background. And recently, they've been like not even snow-capped mountains, but they've just been snowy mountains in mm-hmm. Vegas. It's been wild. Uh, it's beautiful. The weather's great. The atmosphere's great. Um, and that's what you, you know, greatness. That's what you're going to expect. You know, Friday we, we come in to Vegas, baby. You know what I mean? Expect that excitement. Expect that electricity. You know, we, you know what Vegas already brings, that, that energy that Vegas brings. And then now the WWE's coming to town. We're just going to add on top of that, man. And like I said, you guys seen us on TV, but being there live and in person, that's the way to go. And, no way to do it than in Vegas. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ricochet, thank you for joining me here on the fight game. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that was WWE superstar Ricochet. And that's all the show we got for you, folks. I mean, <laughs> nothing but illustrious guests on this show. Banger after banger after banger. Thank you for tuning into the fight game. But wait, there's one more thing I got to tell you about. Next week, we are going to have our WrestleMania preview show. And man, Working on the guest list now, but it's going to be a who's who of wrestling media. Let's see who we can get on the fight game to talk some graps. The biggest show of the year, the showcase of the immortals, the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. I cannot wait for next week. Again, I want to say thank you to the WWE, Xavier Woods, Liv Morgan, Ricochet, and shout out to PFL, the Professional Fighters League. Hooking it up with Bubba Jenkins. Going to have some more of their fighters on as we continue to pump up the PFL. Because they're going to be in Vegas. Not only for PFL 1, PFL 2. Hey, they're in Vegas for multiple weeks in a row. You don't want to miss that. But Friday Night Smackdown. Going to be at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. 
cannot wait for that gonna be there the undertaker's doing his dead man show at the cosmopolitan might even swing by for that oh man so much to talk about i say it each and every week but man it's been a great show today thank you for listening stay safe and protect yourself at all times